How's it going, Yankee fans? Welcome back to Fireside Yankees with your boys, Alex and Ryan. So we're talking about a crazy trade that happened yesterday. Did not see this one coming. I don't know if the Yankees did, but they kind of got blindsided. The Baltimore Orioles in our division acquired Corbin Burns from the Milwaukee Brewers. That's kind of like a, oh shit, like there's another really good team in this division. We knew the Orioles were good. They just got a hell of a lot better. Corbin Burns is one of the best pitchers in the game. He's durable. He's excellent. And he's in the final year of arbitration, so he's going to be a free agent after the season. The Orioles didn't give up that much to acquire him. A lot of people are wondering, could the Yankees have matched? Could they have made a similar offer? Maybe. We'll never know because they didn't do that. Now, a lot of people are saying we should pivot to Dylan Cease. Guys, Dylan Cease, yeah, I'd love to have Dylan Cease, but there's two years left of control on his deal, one year left on Burns. He's going to cost you at least a Spencer Jones plus some. So I don't think the Yankees want to go down that route. I think they're being more cautious. It seems to me that based on the fact that we haven't, we didn't go after Neris, we didn't sign him, we didn't sign Keenan Middleton, uh, you know, we didn't sign Wandy Peralta back. It seems to me the Yankees have reached 300 million in active total payroll and the projected total payroll, and they're kind of staying there. Like, they're not looking to add much more to it unless a really good deal comes across their desk. They're happy with what they have right now. So, uh, we're going to talk about this trade with Corbin Burns, kind of what we think of it. Does this put the Yankees in a tough spot? Where do we go from here? Are we upset about this offseason and how things progress? Uh, but Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how do you do today, my friend? Um, I'm doing all right. You know, the Corbin Burns situation obviously puts a damper on, you know, anything because you expect the Yankees to have the sole massive move of the offseason, at least in the AL East, because just based on trends, right, like kind of the whole winter I've been reading like, oh, the Orioles aren't doing anything. They're not spending. They're not doing X, Y, and Z. And Corbin Burns looked like he wasn't going to be traded. If you remember, like, report after report was, yep, he's staying put. Yep, he's not being moved. Yep, he's not going anywhere. Um, and they're wrong. He, he ended up getting moved. And it, it kind of, as you mentioned, it was stunning. It, it kind of just happened. Jeff Passan just tweets. It looks like that it, that Corbin Burns going to the Orioles. The deal's not done, but it's probably going to happen. And you're just like, what? Like, it's just kind of like a stunning feeling. Uh, but, but to kind of tie it back to whether this makes the offseason good or bad, whether the Yan whatever other teams do does not not that it doesn't affect the Yankees play but it doesn't affect the, what the Yankees are going to do if the Yankees game plan is centered solely around what other teams are doing and they're only reactionary and not you know proactive that's a poor approach now do I think that you could say just the, could you could you say the Yankees should make a move to find a starting pitcher on this market if one becomes available and they feel comfortable making that trade absolutely should they make trades they don't feel comfortable with because uh the Orioles got uh Corbin Burns probably not right like that doesn't really like from a process standpoint it just doesn't add up and when we start you know trying to come up with reasons to kind of go against a team's process or go against conventional wisdom I think that's when you end up making mistakes right like when we're trying to find the exception find the the uh reason and I think Corbin Burns might have been the only exception for a guy I was willing to overpay for, if you get what I'm saying. And Juan Soto, obviously, in that category, but we already have Juan Soto, so I kind of just don't picture him in that category. I don't think Dylan Cease is the guy I look at and say, yeah, I'm going to go trade everything I have for him. I'm going to do everything it takes. I'm going to make the White Sox make a trade with me. I just think that's foolish. I just think that's short-sighted. Um, you know, there is uh, the chance that Dylan Cease pitches the way he did last year and you ended up trading your entire farm to get back at the, uh, you know, Baltimore Orioles and, and they're blowing up in your face. The Yankees still got Juan Soto. Now, the Yankees got Juan Soto well well before the Orioles got Corbin Burns, so the the uh, lust of that deal hasn't necessarily uh, remained because, again, it's been about a month, two months since the Juan Soto trade, uh, but it happened in this offseason. So I, I feel like there's a lot of overreactions of, 
oh, we have to, the Yankees didn't do enough. The Yankees haven't done enough. They've lost the offseason. Um, the Yankees have acquired a lot of talent at a lot of key positions. Left field might have been their worst position group. They acquired the best left fielder in baseball. They uh, needed help in the outfield. They got Grisham and Verdugo, who are better than any other option they were gonna they had last year outside of Aaron Judge. And they added some pitching. Look, Marcus Stroman, is he a world beater? No. Is he significantly better than what Luis Severino was last year? Absolutely. And I know that people are saying the Yankees are banking on people to rebound. And they are. But at the same time, I feel like it would be foolish to think that Carlos Rodon is going to be as bad as he was last year. Like, I, I genuinely, I would be flabbergasted if he wasn't at least slightly better than what he was last year. He was a train wreck last year. And the stuff didn't depreciate. He didn't get worse in terms of stuff plus. He just didn't have the same command and the same feel for the strike zone. Ultimately, I do believe that the Yankees are still going to be a really good team next year, um, or this year, excuse me. I think the New York Yankees are going to have a strong roster. And again, we'll see what they do at the deadline, right? Like, we'll obviously not having Corbin Burns there is a huge blow from that perspective as well, because we were kind of just sitting here like, hey, at the deadline, they'll revisit. And when Corbin Burns is available, just go out and get Corbin Burns. And now he's not available and he's not going to be available. So you're going to have to see what kind of uh, transpires at the deadline. But end of the day, and to kind of wrap, wrap up my point here, Look, the Yankees didn't get Corbin Burns, but I mean, you can't make the Baltimore, the the Milwaukee Brewers trade Corbin Burns to the Yankees. I know everyone's saying, you know, Oswald Peraz and Chase Hampton would have been enough. You don't know that. What if the Brewers are like, yeah, we don't think Peraz is a starter and we don't think Chase Hampton will be a starting pitcher at the same level we be believe D.L. Hall is. Whether we think they're right or wrong does not matter. As long as the Brewers feel a certain way about a player, that's all that matters here. It sucks for us, sure, but... That's baseball, and that's life. I'm sure there are people who think, wow, the Yankees only traded Michael King and, and you know, Randy Vasquez and Drew Thorpe and, and uh, Johnny Brito for Juan Soto. Why couldn't we do that? Different teams have different evaluations on players, and they're far different from public perception. So keep that in mind when you're talking about the Corbin Burns deal and whether the Yankees should have done it or not. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, the truth is that the Yankees, they did the big move. They made the big move to Juan Soto, but you have to ask yourself, did we do enough? You know, are we enough? It wasn't enough to be competitive. I think offensively, we have one of the best offenses on paper. But again, you know, Ryan, every year I kind of say this and I kind of remember myself saying it. On paper, we have. On paper, we can. On paper, we, we, we hope. But the truth is, when it comes to actually doing it, we have failed at times, you know. On paper, last year, our rotation was awesome. Garrett Cole, you know, obviously uh, Carlos Rodon, Nestor Cortez coming off an all-star. Um, you, you have Clark Schmidt here hopeful for, you know, among others. Frankie Montas, we didn't know he was going to be basically non-existent. Um, you know, we hope that Luis Severino would compound off his, you know, 2022 season. And everybody except Garrett Cole flopped. Pretty much every single one of them, except like Clark Schmidt. Of course, we didn't expect him to be great. He kind of came in maybe a little bit like right around what we thought. Um, but Garrett Cole was obviously excellent. Everybody else was below average. And that's where I kind of ask ourselves now on paper, it looks great. But how good are we? This this starting rotation on paper, I don't even want to sit here and tell you that on paper, I think it looks great because on paper, we have Carlos Rodon coming back from an, a season where he was horrendous, right? He lost some weight. Whoop de doo. I want to see him actually freaking play well. I don't give a rat's ass if he lost 20 pounds and he looks lean and he's looking more durable. I want to see him actually do it. I'm tired of – I guys, I'm a freaking Giants fan. Every single year I convince myself this team is going to be good in, in the NFL and every year they freaking blow or they're at least to come in under expectations. And the Yankees, I don't want the Yankees to be the same way. I can't handle much more of this, man. The Knicks are my only saving grace right now, Ryan. I'm sure you feel the same way. Jalen Brunson for freaking president at this point. This guy is an absolute – monster but I think the Yankees we need to be like honest about it on paper they look good however in reality 
you just don't know. They're playing a risky hand right now um, in the rotation. Look, Cole's a monster. We know this. Garrett, uh, Rodon, who knows? Cortez, who knows? Clark Schmidt, who knows? Marcus Stroman, who knows? You know what I mean? We have four who knows in a unit that needed to be improved significantly. Yoshinobi Yamamoto, he would have been let's freaking ride. You know, Corbin Burns, elite level pitcher. I don't think it's worthwhile spending big on, on Dylan Cease. As you said, I think it's a gamble. He's also a who knows coming off a year where maybe he struggled to adjust to the pitch clock. Um, and look, there are there are other options. You know, you could try to get a Lozardo, and you know he has some injury history that's concerning. I'm still on the boat that you wait till the trade deadline and make the necessary move because, in my opinion, knowing the Yankees really well, and I'm sure you can attest to this, guys get hurt. Yankee players get hurt. We need to acquire someone who's going to be healthy. I don't trust that Lozardo can stay healthy. You know what I mean? I, I need to see that whoever we get in August or at the end of the July when the, when the trade deadline is this upcoming summer is going to be ready to make an instant impact, is not going to be Harrison Bader with plantar fasciitis that has to wait weeks to return. We need a guy that's going to step in and make this team better on day one, not a guy that we have to wait a month and a half to see. So I think that right now the Yankees have to be kind of aware of their situation. I mean, guys, the truth is Cashman said it himself. You never want to go into a season with a, with a rotation that you don't know if they're going to be able to like carry their weight. He said it. He literally said it. it was not That wasn't verbatim. It was a little bit different than that. But that's exactly what the Yankees are doing. They're going into the season right now with a rotation that certainly is a, is a lot of what-ifs. Now there's time to make another deal. I don't think they're, I don't think they're going to do anything significant. Uh, but, Ryan, I, I imagine you're probably in the same boat as me in the sense that waiting until the deadline is probably in their best interest. They can get by with what they have, and their offense is good enough to help them survive those those tough pitching matchups, help them you know, stifle some of those bad pitching performances from their own and any injuries that might occur. So you know, how do you feel about the, the current state of the team? Do you think we need to make any reactionary moves or wait until the deadline, make sure that guy you acquire is healthy, and then you, you kind of go from there? Yeah, so in my honest opinion, um, you know, I, I think the New York Yankees are in a situation where there's just nothing that's available for them right now. Um, you know, I, I know that people, and I know people are saying like, look, what about Blake Snell? You give him a short-term deal. He's not taking one right now, right? Like that's not where the market is headed. Jordan Montgomery, I, dude, I don't even know what's going on with Jordan Montgomery, right? Like I, I think I just saw that Diamond Sports, uh, finally they got that approval for the one-year uh, thing. So the Rangers should have their TV deal situation figured out. And, you know, even if it does, even now that it's figured out, like I still have questions about whether they're going to spend a lot in free agency because um, they've had some beat writers come out and say, yeah, you know, we, we aren't sure that the, the Rangers are going to end up with, with Jordan Montgomery. We don't think they're going to go $25 million for five or six years for the guy. I'm not saying the Yankees are getting Monty. I'm just saying there's a lot of uncertainty in the starting pitching market. I mean, for Christ's sake, Alex, did we know that Corbin Burns was going to end up getting traded? We Again, like I, as I said, we thought he wasn't going to get traded. So we don't really know what's going on with the starting pitching market. I, I think more so than in recent years, we kind of have no idea. Even the Strowman signing, like that kind of came out of nowhere. One, one day, Bob Nightingale just tweeted out, yep, Yankees rejected uh, a, a chance to sign Marcus Strowman. Then the day afterwards, the Yankees are enamored with Marcus Stroman. And then a couple days later, the Yankees signed Marcus Stroman. So I just think we're in a really weird market right now. I'm not saying the Yankees are going to sign anybody. I'm just saying it's weird. What it reminds me of is that shortstop carousel that happened a couple years ago, um, right after the um, lockout, where we just saw guys signing in places we didn't expect, number one. And number two, it just got dragged out. Um, you know, I, I just... 
I'm not sure what the Yankees are going to do. I'm not sure if there's a lane the Yankees should take because I'm not sure what pitchers are asking for, right? You know, again, I see a lot of people saying, why didn't the Yankees up their offer for Corbin Burns? And I tweeted this out, and, and I need people to understand this. If you're trying to say, if you're trying to criticize how a business is operated, which Yankees are a business, how can you then criticize it by saying you should increase an offer, not knowing what the, their initial offer was, not knowing what the Brewers' demands are, and yeah, like you don't know those two variables. You don't know if you should go higher or lower in terms of demand. So, you know, at the end of the day, we don't know what the White Sox are asking for specifically from the Yankees. We imagine it's Spencer Jones. We imagine it's maybe a Jason Dominguez. And we would understand why the Yankees would be hesitant to do that. Um, Jesus Cesardo, I imagine, would cost that kind of fortune as well. Um, in terms of other pitchers that could be available, like there are lower tier guys, but I don't think the Yankees are in the market of like, we need to go out and we need to get Edward Cabrera. That's, that's the thing the Yankees are missing. I would not. I wouldn't say no to that, but I'm just saying I don't think that kind of stacks up to the uh, other moves that, that are potentially out there. And then for agency, like, is Blake Snell ever going to take a short-term deal? Is he going to say I'm going to rebuild my value after winning the Cy Young? Like, do do you like like I, I just saying that out loud? Improve your value after winning the Cy Young? Like that just doesn't make sense. He's going to be another year older and a year removed from the Cy Young. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, and, and then you know, as for Jordan Montgomery. Maybe he looks to take a one-year deal. Like, maybe he's a guy who could take a one-year deal. He did it when the Cy Young. He, he could potentially be that kind of guy. Um, but even then, I, I'd press my heavy doubts there. So it just feels like there's nothing that fits what the Yankees are willing to pay. And there's nothing that makes sense for the team right now. And they might have to just wait until the deadline. And look, we don't know if Carl Sorgon's going to be bad. The same way we don't know he's going to be good, we don't know if he's going to be bad. We don't, know with, we don't know with a lot of guys. I understand that, and I understand that uncertainty isn't great, but... Every single team is dealing with a lot of flaws right now. Every single team feels uncertain in some regard about their roster. Um, you know, I, I know that we talked about the AL East and we talked a little bit about the flaws of some of these other teams. No team is perfect. No team runs, you know, into 2024 without certain issues at some point in the at some place in their roster. And we'll have to wait and see, right? Like even the Orioles rotation, right? Like once you go past Burns and Bradish, I think it's a good rotation. By the way, I want to clarify. I think it's a great rotation. But Grayson Rodriguez, they'll need him to step up. Will he step up? Who knows? Uh, John Means, they need him to, him to come back from Tommy John surgery. Dean Kramer doesn't really have a lot of projectable tools. He gets hit hard. He doesn't strike guys out. He doesn't have an elite walk rate. So you wonder if that ERA is going to stick. You just have to ask yourself, like, if we're going to say the Orioles are going to play to the back of their baseball cards and to their projections, but ignore the possibility that the Yankees do the same thing, I think that's just being a little bit unfair to the Yankees. And maybe, I'm, maybe I come off as a shill. I don't know, but... My point more so is, yeah, things don't look great right now because the Orioles got Corbin Burns, but no team is perfect, and I'm sure every there's a there's a podcast out there for the Orioles or for the Blue Jays or for the Astros or the Rangers or the Rays saying, yeah, guys, I don't know how we're going to fix this portion of our team. We don't really have a way to do it, and it's an uncertainty. So it, it, everything comes with perspective. Every team is flawed, and we're going to have question marks about some part of this team, and this year it's going to be the rotation. Yeah, it is. And look, most teams have these issues, right? Most teams, you know, have a roster that there are going to be a weakness. They are going to have to bank on something to go right. The Yankees, unfortunately, bank on things and it doesn't seem to turn out the way that they hope. Uh, but that doesn't mean this team cannot win baseball games. It's not, that does not mean this team is not going to be good in 2024 and there isn't ways to remedy those issues. Um, I think that, honestly, Ryan, like looking at it comparably to last year, knowing in hindsight, knowing what happened to Severino, what happened to Montas, what happened to Herman, this rotation is better. 
Why? Because Severino was a liability he has been for years. We know this to be true. Frankie Montas coming off a shoulder injury, we know that that was always going to be a risk. We hoped he would be a lot better. Ryan, you know, you and I were very, very high on him. Obviously, we did not know he was going to miss the entire season. Um, but the fact he didn't play at all means this team got better because, you know, they replaced him. They replaced that 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 player with somebody else. Um, in addition to that, you know, you kind of look at um, the situation at hand when it comes to Clark Schmidt. The hope is he gets a little bit better, even if it's marginally. Um, and I think that ultimately this team, the rotation is a little bit better because we replace liabilities. Yes, we have other liabilities where those are now, but at least the upside is a little bit better. And um, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I feel confident about the rotation because I don't, but I do think it's slightly better than it was last year. Um, and I do think that the offense is significantly better. So at the very least, there is a there's a this team got better. They improved to a degree. Question now is, what are the other moves they have to make to continue that growth, continue that process? Um, for now, it doesn't seem like the Yankees are dying to sign anybody or dying to dive into the trade market, but you never know. We've seen them do crazy things before. We've seen them come out of the works and pull off a trade that we did not see coming. This Corbin Burns deal, we did not see coming. So the Yankees, you never know when something's going to break. Uh, but as you guys always know, we got you guys covered on that front, as always, my friends. Always happy to hear your perspectives down in the YouTube comment section below. Make sure to like and subscribe, as always, and we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Yankees episode.